Howdy. Howdy. Uh, this is episode... I think we're on episode 16. Sweet 16. Sweet 16. Welcome to our Sweet 16 party. <laughs> that's great. We got uh, Bounce Quinceanera. House. Quinceanera. <laughs> nope, that's 15. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the name. Up <laughs> to a great start. <laughs> Welcome to our Quinceanera. That was last week. We forgot to celebrate. Um, so yeah, this is our Sweet 16 party. Yep. Uh, do you remember turning 16? Mm. Do you remember what you did for your sweet sixteen? Queen, only sixteen. Seventeen. Uh, <laughs> you're you're one off both times. Sixteen's the number no one wants. You can drive, but at what cost? You're not the dancing queen, and you can't have a quinceanera. So why bother doing anything? That's a good point. You're listening to Ketchup Cast, the podcast where, believe it or not, we do not discuss condiments. Do I remember being 16? Uh, or like your sweet 16 party sweet if you had one. Party. I really don't. I, I mean, yeah. No. What grade would I have been in? What would have been in the sophomore year, maybe? In the sophomore year. Because I turned 16 junior year, and you, so you would have been the March of, of that year. Uh, what was I doing sophomore year of high school? Being a loser, pretty much. But that doesn't, hasn't really changed. <laughs> no, it really hasn't. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, no, I don't really remember at I'm all. I'm trying to think back. To, I think I had some friends over, but it wasn't like a big party. We ate some pizza, and I think... Was I there? Might have been. You might have been. I don't remember. Yeah. I, God, was that... Shows how good our friendship was. But now we have a podcast, so no, our friendship no, is the best possible friendship you could have. Yeah. So take that, 16-year-olds. I don't, I don't... Yeah, I don't have any spite with 16-year-olds. Nah, I... I wouldn't want to go back there. Oh, God, no. Anytime. I'm pretty happy the way I am. Yeah. Pretty happy with the uh, existential crisis that is temporal existence. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. A deep sigh. I'm just going to repress that. Hang on. I actually have a really good method for repressing things. I don't know if I've told you about it. Okay. So you imagine the stuff that's stressing you out as like a, a ball on your chest. All right. And you inhale through your nostrils. And when you exhale, you, you exhale down and imagine pushing that ball into your stomach. No, you exhale through your nose. You exhale through your nose and you imagine pushing that ball down into your stomach. Uh-huh. And repressing it so it's not on your chest anymore. <laughs> And it, it, for me, it works. Don't feel it in your chest. Time. Feel it in your. So you're sick to your, your stomach, stomach, but you know your chest doesn't hurt. So it's it's kind of repressed. Sometimes I think about. Don't some, repress things, listeners. Sometimes I like if I'm having a crisis or like a a, a a real stressful time in my life. Sometimes I'll throw myself into an existential crisis to get out of the crisis that I'm in. But now you're in an existential crisis, right? But that's like which a, is another crisis. But that's a different level of crisis. That's what like, I, I feel like that's an ongoing crisis that just comes with being exactly. So it's like, oh, I'm stressed about homework tomorrow. Oh human. my god, I got this big test. I don't know what to do. You know what? Everybody dies eventually. Uh, you know, that's we. Nothing happens afterwards. Permanence All right, great. Is, is a Here lie. we go. Awesome. Like nothing matters. The only permanent thing is death. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that totally makes me not worry about the test at all. Well, 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 yeah, but I. I'm glad you have a system. I'm really <laughs> glad you have a system. That's important. Uh, my method. Memento mori. You know. What I'm saying? Yeah. Well, no, it, and and. Ultimately, I'd much rather be stressed about my own meaninglessness in this void that is life 
as opposed to, oh, crap, I don't have enough words for this paper. You know where that phrase came from? Which phrase? The memento mori. I don't. So maybe I, I'm not a historian at all whatsoever, but I, I remember hearing something about how in ancient Rome, when an emperor would come into the city, and, or uh, I think it was an emperor or maybe a general, big important Someone's dude. Someone's coming to Rome, big deal, Santa you know, or something. Exactly. And, you Saint know, he's, he's riding on the chariot. He's got, you know, a whole big parade and, like, people are cheering his name. This is... This is a phone call on the podcast. Do you want to answer that? Uh, I don't know who it is. You should, you should answer no, that. No, because it's like, I, they called yesterday. It's a, oh, no. Now you're going to have to believe that. Call from. Alright, I think that's over with. Uh, so they're cheering his name. <laughs> what, what? What just happened? It's like a telemarketer or something. Telemarketer. They called yesterday, too. Interesting. Yeah, they hung out. I think it'd be funny to talk to them on the podcast and let it just let it roll. Be like, yeah, you know, I, I am interested in, in giving money to, to this Arabian prince. Uh, what? Yeah, you want my credit card number? Social security number? Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, the card on the back? Yeah. <laughs> right. Here's the thing, though. Okay. But talking on the phone makes me super anxious. Yeah, I don't like talking on the so, phone. So, good thing we have a podcast that requires it. <laughs> it requires us to talk on the phone. Um... Where was I? You were talking about the emperor or the, the Santa Claus is coming to town. Everyone's sharing his name in Rome. And... Right, right. Uh, and he has a slave that's on his his chariot with him. Oh yeah, as he's coming. Gotta love town. slavery. <laughs> I gotta stop saying these things. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so he's got a slave I, in chariot. I honestly can't believe you just said that. I can cut it out. That's the magic of editing. No one will know I said it. Yeah, but then this podcast is. Uh, is right. lies is anyways uh and 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 the slave is whispering into his ear memento mori remember that you will die someday and that you will be buried in the ground just like every single one of these people that are cheering your name right now and it's to keep him humble it's to keep that emperor from using his power to take over the entire the entire democracy and you know mess with everybody's shit because he remembers that he will also die someday, and and he's not a god. He's not immortal. Memento mori. You is know? this why he has the slave to remind him of that? I almost said, is that why he hired the slave? And then I remember <laughs> yeah. that's how slavery works. Uh, but is that like is that the purpose of the slave? Is just to like, hey, you, my slave, tell me I'm gonna die every once in a while. Just keep me humble. Uh, or is or is the slave just you know sitting there? I know what I can do to make this. No, guy no, think I'm a pretty bit. sure. I, because I feel like I that's, that's, that, that, that's ballsy for a slave to do. That's their only job, but it's one of their jobs. God, what a job. That they don't get paid for. Because <laughs> they work for the government. Nope, they're just... <laughs> I think that was a, probably a shutdown joke that you were going for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we're on day 26, fun fact, as of this recording. 26. Hopefully when it goes up, we'll not be closed. Episode 26. <laughs> Episode 26, the government shutdown. Still no one's been paid. People can't afford health care or their loans. Uh, this is a mess. Well. This is America. <laughs> this is America. Anyway. It's a good song. We're, we're getting off topic. What do we want to talk about? We haven't introduced ourselves in a few episodes. I've forgotten who we are. <laughs> they don't know who we are? I'm Bob. <laughs> no, I'm Dirty Dan. <laughs> Welcome to Truckcast with Bob and Dirty Dan. You don't know what that's from? No, I don't. I'm sorry. What? It's from that episode of Spongebob. I haven't watched Spongebob. 
ever in your life? I mean, I've seen episodes here. The creator of it actually just, just died, died a couple months ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People were really sad about that. Bummer. Some people think it's a conspiracy, but I don't really what think so. What conspiracy is it? <laughs> What? There's some people that every time somebody dies, they're like, nope, conspiracy. Death is just a government construct. Well, speaking of death, there was something I wanted to talk to you about. Oh, good. <laughs> but before we recorded this episode, listeners, Isaac said, oh, I know something we could talk about. I said, oh, why don't you tell me? He said, no, I'm, I'm going to save it for when we record. And I thought this was going to be like something really like fun to talk about. It's just death. Okay. Death. <laughs> so we were talking about this at school the other day uh, at my college I, before I went on break. And they were talking about what you want to happen to your things when you die. Like belongings? Belongings and computers and like all of this. Like we have a lot of material in our life. You know, we're very materialistic people. And who you, resp- who you want to put in responsibility of like, like, uh, like <laughs> burning all of your effects and clearing your computer history before you die or like if you die. And they were saying, like, okay, if you have a sibling, like, you know, me, like, the person I was talking to was like, yeah, me and my sisters have this, this pact of, like, okay, if one of us dies, like, we burn the other's all belongings and, like, destroy their hard drive and, like, don't ask any questions about it. Um, now, <laughs> as we're having this conversation, I was thinking, huh, who, who would I entrust to do that with? And I was like, yeah, I think Ethan would be a good yeah. person to do that for. And I was going to text you, like, hey, yo, if I die, can you uh, destroy my hard drive and burn all of my journals? And I was like, wait, that'd be a really weird text. Out of the blue. <laughs> out of the blue. I'm sure you would respond with, like... Get out of an exam and, like... You okay? Oh, no. You good? Like... My only concern with that is I'm in Ohio most of the year <laughs> and you're in Vermont, so am I going to have to, like, buy a plane ticket out to, you know... No, 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 that's, that's fine. You don't have to do it instantly, but, like, eventually, you know? Okay. Like... Yeah. I mean, I haven't decided if I want to burn all my journals when I die or not, but... We're going to buried with them, so someday someone uncovers your tomb and they know exactly who you are. <laughs> my tomb? Your tomb. You're, gonna be, you're a pharaoh. Did you not know? I've decided to get mummified and put in a tomb? You're pretty cool. What do you think about that? About the concept or about me, myself, burning your, your affects? Both. <laughs> I, I think it is important to have sort of someone who can cover, you know, destroy all the traces of your, your time on this, this plane of existence. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm honored that you've, you've chosen me. I also would trust you except you're in Vermont. So if, if no, but like most of those things are at home that's or true. like, or like my computer, like that's, you know what I'm saying? Like that, I don't, at I don't school, like... I think I'd pick my roommates, like if to destroy my school possessions. Right. But like here, you're the obvious choice. Okay. It's good to know. I trust you know, destroy ketchup cast. <laughs> Delete all the episodes. Not that they're already on the internet anyways. Yeah, that's true. Anyone could have downloaded them. Maybe someone's listening to an illegally downloaded episode right now. After we're already dead. We can never escape. Anyways. We're tied to this. <laughs> well, have you seen that Black Mirror episode where they, they create a clone of their mm-hmm. boyfriend and then she tells him to jump off the plane? But he's like, I, I wouldn't do that. I, oh, I that, love that episode. That's a good episode. Have you every, watched the new one yet? Every time I text a significant other, I think about that. <laughs> I think about like, hmm... What if they're dead, but they created a, a, a regeneration of themselves that would text back the way that they would? And can just grow a freckle wherever. <laughs> like, you had a freckle here. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, what? Anyways. Well, yeah. Back to the concept of death. <laughs> the idea of burning everything and destroying all the, the, the evidence. I mean, there's stuff I'd like to leave behind. Like, my, yeah, my, my writing. Like, not my journal, necessarily. Maybe I'd 
keep my journal buried with me. But like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a hard concept. Like my my films and like my stories and stuff. I'd like to you know that's what I want to leave behind. Yeah, but, but I don't know if I want my parents well. to do that, or like I don't know if I can necessarily trust my brother. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I I trust a friend before I trust family with something that which serious. is. I don't want to offend any of my family. And I, by I don't think that. that's that's what, not really the point. The point is like, I don't know. Maybe it would just be too difficult for them to do that. Right. And like to, I don't know. It's just a different. I sort trust of thing. my friends to be more subject objective. Right. With something like that, for sure. When I, a couple years ago, when I broke up with my girlfriend at the time. Uh, I was pretty upset, and my roommate said, "Okay, I think like you. Do you want to keep your pictures with her?" And I said, "I'd rather not." And he said, "Okay, I don't think." you are in the right frame of mind to do this. Do you want me to delete them for you? Wow. And so we went through, this was like two months into living with him, freshman year of college. That's pretty cool. And he went through and he deleted all the pictures of me and her. Hmm. Which, like, I think that's a similar, you know, it's not the death of my life, but it's, you know, it's the end of, of sure. an entity, you know, that relationship. Fair enough. So. Yeah, but I've started to think about how those things never, mm, I don't know, maybe this isn't, like, it's just a change in that relationship. Like, you may never talk to that person ever again. Right. But you still have a mental relationship with them. Where your pictures still exist on like, the internet. No, stuff, for sure. But I, don't I, I just think about that with my own life, my own breakups, my own, you know, changes in relationship. And it's like, well, uh, this relationship is continuing. Not in the way that it was before. Not in, you know, whatever we had. But it's right. fine. And, like, I've come to resolve that and be, you know, that's cool. But... The idea of like, well, yeah, I can still negotiate with that memory of you. Mm-hmm. I can still think about, there's still some relationship there, even though I might not talk to you anymore, even though we might have totally settled everything and, you know, all of that. There's still some interaction. There's still a relationship. It's just changed, you know, and that that's something I think about. It's not like nobody's dead, you know, and even when they Hopefully. are dead, they're nobody, they're not totally dead. You know what I'm saying? It's like, the, it's. You know, like the no, the number line, how the zero is the middle. Sure, and it's, it's basically like gone if you're from doing whole like numbers. if we'll take we'll take a positive number, suddenly it's the negative integer, right? Like it's it's sort of it's ah. it's it's still a relationship, but it's a different right. sort of opposite relationship, anti relationship, if you will. An anti relationship. <laughs> sure, you could call it that. I don't know. That's just sort of how I'm picturing it, right? Because I never thought about it as a continuing relationship. Mm-hmm. Most so people it's don't gone from one one. Most people wouldn't use the word relationship. They mean that in a very specific way. Right. Right. But, but but a relationship in you know basic terms is just the interaction or the the. the it's, I'm trying to define it without using the word relationship. I know, right? Uh, it's it's you know it's the bond between two people, and that bond. Yeah. Changes. You know, even even like exes from like high school, there's still a bond. It's just not. And you can still think about them. You can still have like they're still there in some mm-hmm. way not that they're there physically or no but like they're, or they're, whatever. They're, you have a relationship with that person you right. know, in the way that you think about them even if it's only the idea of that person right. I think that's like really important to like that's a good point remind myself a, of, is like sometimes I think about that and I'm like hmm okay what is me having the relationship with that the idea of that person and then having the relationship with that actual person because sometimes they get totally separated and like I have to I actually have to look at a picture to be like oh right yeah they aren't actually like that or talk to them in real life or whatever you know what i'm saying i was listening to a podcast last night uh my brother my brother and me his name of the podcast it's basically they just answer that no but I, I i like what you did there uh it's these three brothers they're they're they it's an advice podcast but they don't give actual advice they just like give but one of the things they were talking about was they called it the boyfriend shaped hole so like when you 
when a relationship ends and like you you miss that person, but you miss it's more you miss the relationship rather than you miss that person specifically as they exist because you break up with a person for a reason, right? But like re- the relationship had good parts, and so you miss that. One of the sweetest so it finds things... the boyfriend shaped hole like it's just the relationship versus the person. If that makes right. sense. No, yeah. One of the sweetest things I think you can tell somebody or tell somebody or like tell somebody I don't know mm-hmm. is that you miss the person you get to be when you're around them yes isn't that like I like not that you should be entirely changing yourself when you're but I think with, you but you if, adapt if you become a better person you are if you're with, uh, with groups and people and like that's what you miss about them or that's what you like about them mm-hmm. I think that's a really good sentiment to have if someone told me that I'd feel all you know my heart would be warm but if I die, back, <laughs> my heart's a little less warm. <laughs> Are you gonna give? Would you? Would you follow through with it? I would. Maybe I'll shake on it now. I mean, maybe you can say this, and then I'm gonna die, and you can. I wouldn't know, but. But I'll do it. Do you think you would? I yeah, we can shake on it, but it's still don't believe should. you. I, I realize you can't see that because it's an audio format, but we shook hands. Would you, but but like you wouldn't be like yeah I know if you had me. asked me to, uh, which you have just now, absolutely. Yeah. Now, okay. if I'm in Ohio, it might take some time. No, no, I get it, I get it. But, like, I'll break in your but house and burn t- your like, belongings. And- I'm not saying that I want that to happen, like, because I haven't decided if I want to burn my journals or not, but the very least, you should cut my computer in half. Yes. Okay. Do you have a preference as to how it's done? Do you want, like, a bandsaw or, like... This one time, I don't know if I should... I'm sure I can say this, maybe. This one time... <laughs> it's always the best conversation to start this way. <laughs> uh... Uh, my dad works for IT, right? Mm. You know, he works with computers and stuff. And this one time, he brought home some hard drives from work, and they were old. They were like like the old style. They were from like a desktop, and like they're, they're like not not the fancy hard drives. Not like the portable ones. That no, no, not but like from a computer. Actual, oh, like outside, like hard drive like within a computer. Actual hard yeah. drive. Um, but they save them because they have information on them mm-hmm. and stuff. But he was like, okay, they have like like, old financial information on them, but we can't, like, we don't need them anymore, but we need them gone. Because, <laughs> like, if you throw it away, somebody can take it and, and get the information. And get your financial information or get, you know, passwords. Like, you, you want them destroyed, essentially. Right. So he's like, gives me a sledgehammer and the hard drives, and he's like, here you go. <laughs> like, oh, okay, cool. I'm, like, I'm sure like, it was immensely satisfying, right? Yeah, it was so Breaking cool. Breaking stuff is, is, like, just always a good time. Yeah. You know, breaking down sets and stuff for theater where, like, oh, do we need to keep this? No. Okay. And you just hit it. Yeah, until you put a double bit axe through a lithium battery and it catches on fire and shoots off like like a rocket. Maybe you shouldn't face. tell that story. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, what was I saying? Death. Oh, death. right. Talking about the end of your existence. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's one thing Jesus. I think about. But there's this really cool you story. A lot? I haven't read this book. But I really want to. It's from Terry Tempest Williams. Have I talked about this on this podcast? No, but I would love to hear about it. It's about Terry Tempest Williams, who's a nature writer and sort of environmental philosopher and, and all this stuff. And she comes from a Mormon family. And her... I feel like I talked about this on the first podcast. I don't think so. This isn't ringing any bells. And her mother was dying of cancer. And she had kept these journals her entire life. And... She was like, when I don't read them yet, but when I die, I'm going to give these journals to you. And um, Terry Tempest Williams was like, wow, this is like, you know, I, I really want to know mm-hmm. what's in, you know, in these, but like, I have to wait 
until she dies, of course, but, you know, I'm going to bestow these upon you. And her mother actually said this to her, like, very specifically, like, these are going to be yours when I die. And uh, I don't remember if she said don't read them or I don't, there was, like, some catch in there or, like, burn them or, like, don't, uh, yeah, or make sure you read them. Because <laughs> I know a very different It's two things. different, you know, very opposite. <laughs> anyways, things. anyways, she made a, a good point either way. And after she died, she looked at them, and there was, like, 37 of them. Or, like, there was, like, a you know a good stack of them. And they were all empty. Huh. And so Terry Tempest Williams has to think, like, okay, what is the reason that she gave these to me? Like, why is this, is this um, you know, why did this happen? Why right. did she specifically tell me on her deathbed to bestow these journals upon right. me? And then that was the end of the, the blurb on the back of the book, so I didn't really <laughs> get to know anymore. But... Uh, and that just had me thinking about like, huh, you know, that's, that's really interesting. Was it an intention of like, is this what happens when you don't write anything down? You have nothing to bestow. You have no story to, was it a prank or was it like, cause that's a real good prank. (laughs) (laughs) Deathbed pranks. (laughs) Yeah. Um, or was in, in Mormon culture, it's common for the matriarch of the family to record family history and stories and Mm -hmm. like that whole thing was it the bucking of that tradition and saying like you know i want to release you of this and you can do what you want with it or whatever i don't know but it was a really interesting idea to think about it's an interesting idea why buy all these journals though? <laughs> why have them I don't know. or did she buy them for her to to then write to, to burn according to one interpretation of the story that may I, or may not I happen. I really should remember that. Yeah, because those are the pretty like, crucial part. Read or, or burn are very different sort of opposite sides of the coin of, would of you read? Would you read them before you burn mine? Probably. Like, I, I want to say I wouldn't, but, like, human nature is curiosity. Yeah. Would you read mine? Yeah, I might. It's hard to know without being, but I feel like I might. I know. I don't know if I can tell you it straight to your face and be like, yeah, no, when you die, I'm going to disrespect all of your last wishes and do it. <laughs> I uh, I had all these notes when I, when I broke up with this girl once. I had all these notes that she'd written me, and I kept, I kept rereading them. Yeah. And it, it was really – so I decided to burn them. For sure. Oh, uh, that's right. Really... But I, before I burned each one, I reread it. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm going anywhere with this, but, like, it was just a very – it was an interesting moment to, like, sort of release this these feelings and release this, this that's relationship. That's a really – so I – uh, fire is a really beautiful uh, symbol of, of like sort of transcendence. I and think. there's this whole sort of um, theology, this like spiritual sort of ceremonial connection around mm-hmm. the smoke going up, and like that is how we commune with the universe. And where you're you're changing the material of your when you're done, remind me to tell you about the soul releasing ceremony. You're you're changing the material of your existence and putting right. it up into the atmosphere to then you know go into the water cycle and become part of. The next thing. Next thing. Anyways, um, and so I was flipping through my journals one day, and uh, this was right after a breakup, and we're talking a lot about breakups today, but I think it's okay. I think I nothing wrong with talking about breakups. You know, it's a part of part of life. Yeah. And uh, and uh, it was right after a breakup, and I was sort of flipping through my journals, not really looking for anything in particular. Just just looking. Doing, just looking. And out slipped a um, a note, a like letter I was intending to send to her. I was like, this is really bad timing. This is, like, not what <laughs> I want to look at right now. It's like, ah, oh, shit. And I write, reread it. It's like, ah, oh, damn it. Like, this is, you know, this is kind of a bummer. I was like, well, so what do I do with this? Like, 
it's kind of it's kind of a weird like no man's land of mm-hmm. like well I don't really want it but I'm sure they don't want it right. either <laughs> like so what do you and what do you do what do I do with it I I think I ended up burning it but or I, I ended up keeping it and I was like eh, one day I'll I'll decide what to do with this I just don't want to think about this right now but yeah Abraham Lincoln wrote a bunch of letters and he he never intended to send them but he, like there's this whole collection of letters he like wrote to people that are just passive aggressive emancipation proclamation. That was not one of them, but this is the same Abe Lincoln, yes. Uh, Gettysburg Address? Same. I actually know that by heart. I, I know you know that. But do you really? The whole, yeah, I'm not going to do it right now on the it's show. It's like a four-hour speech. It's two hours. It's two minutes. It's a two-minute speech. It's really short. <laughs> like, it's a piece of paper. I had to do it for a play once, and I just haven't memorized. It's like a four-hour speech. It's not a four-hour speech. The whole thing, the whole point is that it was really short, and, like, he said a lot in two minutes. It's kind of, honestly, kind of a boring speech. I, I much prefer yelling about walls. Four score. But, and seven years ago, if I was about <laughs> okay, that's... Uh, so the I do declare. Who, that's not even like a thing anyone's ever said. That was like an inside joke in our friend group in like middle school. <laughs> oh right. Uh, I think it was Keenan. Uh, definitely. He was from Savannah, Georgia. Okay, Remember? Okay. We used to that like at the lunch table Ooh, in middle why school. Why did that pop into my head? Right. Sometimes now. things just pop in. Just pop I was walking in. by the middle school the other day and like looking in the windows of the cafeteria like at night. So Creep. It was at nighttime. But, like, there's different tables now. There's, like, vending machines. I know, machines. It's, right? it's weird. Isn't that... The shame on them for getting rid of them. Anyways, yeah. Kidding me? Those tables sucked. The they, ones... they did suck, for sure. Because you... But you could move the stool. You, you could move the chair right, so you could fit get... more people at the table. But you're only supposed to... to have eight. And, like, people... like we broke the lunch ladies got, like, real aggressive about that. Like, oh, I'm sorry. You can't sit there. You're kicking me out. These are my only friends. I'm going to sit alone if I can't Come sit on. here. Middle school was just weird. Like, some of the... Stuff, stuff like that, specifically. Like, it doesn't yeah. make sense. But anyway, uh, I, I brought this up a couple minutes ago, and I wanted you to finish your point, but uh, we're talking about fire and sort of yes, a release. Yes. Uh, in, in my fantasy world, Felden, mm-hmm. uh, I had to write this funeral scene. Mm. Uh, and so I was like, okay, what, are, what is the culture regarding death? And mm. uh, there's, they have a soul-releasing ceremony. Mm-hmm. So the concept is you bring the belongings of the... This, this, you build a pyre. Okay. And you bring their belongings. Ah. Not necessarily like every belonging, but like... Their computer hard drives. Computer hard drive. Like important things like their sword or maybe like a, a book that was important to them. The journals that they don't want the exactly. world to Exactly. Things, things that like were really important to them in life. Yes. So, you know, maybe a family heirloom or something. That, okay. Oh, probably not family heirloom. You'd pass that down. Anyway. But you put it all on the pyre and you, you burn you burn it, right? And that's sort I think of... a sword would burn. Not necessarily, but like it's, it's more... It's symbolic. Okay. So, sort of the smoke and stuff. This is... Because in the afterlife, it's it's sort of envisioned this, as this. I mean, it's it's kind of a heaven esque sort of other world above Felden, mm-hmm. uh, where they live among the gods. Okay. Uh, and so the burning of these these possessions sort of releases the ties holding them to this plane of existence. Mm-hmm. And sort of lets their soul ascend, and then you you the family makes shrouds, like knits them or whatever. Probably not okay. knits because shrouds, but they they make shrouds, and you burn the shrouds, and that's sort of symbolic of like. Here is the the garments you may wear, you know, in hmm. it's it's, it's like burying it's like it's like Egyptian burying things with the right, dead to give them instead the of doing that you burn them so it's right, and it's so to release the smoke goes into the into the heavenly realm is, is what the, the afterlife is called. Interesting. And then they're buried like in a graveyard. But that's because I established that as canon in one of the films. But they're buried in a graveyard. The bodies are buried. But, but the possessions are, are burned. So then why don't they burn the body like a funeral pyre? Because the bodies aren't seen as as part of the, the spirit. Mm. So it's it's a way to remember the people, but he, their souls are gone. Does that make sense? 
listeners, I'm doing a lot of things with my hands. Uh, raising it doesn't alone. really help to explain it at all either. No, but that's you know, as sort of something the same sort of fire as a as a transcend transcendental sort of not transcendental, <laughs> but as a transcendence. Therobian. Yeah, no, right? yeah, as, as a sort of threshold yeah, yeah. between our world and the other. That's just my fire story. I hope you thought it was lit. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, no. I apologize for the punt. No, I don't. Fires I don't. Are, fires are really, uh, really important. As you said in our last episode, your mundane bucket list is to have a fire with friends. No, it's just to have friends. We, we established that too. Is I just, I just, uh, plural. I actually started a fire in my house today. Like in a fireplace or you just like lit, like lit a, a journal on fire? And, I assume in, in a fireplace. This is making for great content. You're just <laughs> silently staring at me. Uh, yeah, it was in the it was in the wood, wood stove. We don't have we have two gas fireplaces now, but we don't have yeah. an actual. And that, on the one hand, that's nice because it's easy to just click the button and boom, there's heat and fire. It's very there's something really. I really enjoy the scent and the sort of the feel of an actual physical fire. Yeah, and it doesn't make your house very dry though, and co- and makes the rest of the house cold too. Well, so that's the thing we heat. The rest of the house with like a regular, mm-hmm. you know, propane furnace, but then we, or natural gas furnace, but then we heat like the downstairs, the like open sort of kitchen, living room, and dining room with the fireplace and the, yeah. the. So it's like that area of the house can be like really warm, like like almost seventy degrees, and it's like at the beach basically. Right, and it's like wow, we're walking around in a t-shirt, and like that's where everybody wants to be, anyways. You know, we're in the kitchen cooking, we're in the living eating dinner, we're in the living room watching a show or whatever right. like that's you know cozy um but then like the back rooms and the 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 um bedrooms are all cold which is fine i like sleeping in the cold way better so Plus it's like you can get all cozy under blankets and stuff exactly um so yeah it, it, it works out pretty good mm-hmm. i mean those they don't get like super cold because we still have the heating in the, in, rest of the house in but, comparison to some places so it makes it a little more fire. efficient right you know it, you know cool you ever tried a weighted blanket? I've heard they're just amazing. They're so good. I have Are they expensive? I don't know. Have, do you have one or do you just... No, somebody one? somebody in my... my uh, well, I kind of... I put like three wool blankets on top of each other and they're like really. super heavy. Yeah, it's weighted, but it's not a weighted... It's not really weighted, right. but somebody at my school had one and I got to try it out and it was like... Oh, this is is it just like having like a, a hug? But like, kind of. Oh, I kind of want one now. But like when you roll over, it's like... Ugh. <laughs> yeah, you're trapped. Yeah. Might be a funny. It wouldn't be that funny, but like a scene where like someone's captured the hero and like covers them in a weighted blanket. Like you'll never escape. Ugh, so cozy. Oh no, <laughs> you dastardly villain! Just hug me yourself, coward. <laughs> okay, that's I don't. But I, 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 yeah, they're really. I've been. I, I want to try one out before I like put some money sure. down on one. I'll have to. I'll post like the Denison has like a, a Facebook group. Maybe I was posting like, hey, does anyone have a weighted blanket? I can. That's not weird, right? To just ask my entire graduating class if I can borrow a weighted blanket. Sure. I don't know. When you say weighted, what... It actually weighs like... I think it was 20 pounds was the amount it weighed. But of course, that's spread out. with it. <laughs> I tried to. It really doesn't work. Because <laughs> it's like floppy. Like right. You can't hold up the right. whole thing at the same time. Like a regular blanket, you know? So, but like over the whole... Like spread well, how out. How is it weighted? I think there's like beads... The like the, so it's like a baffled blanket, like not a woven like that blanket over there. That the, but it's like a, but baffles and then the inside those baffles is like, is like beads, of, beads of weight, I suppose. Yeah, 
and it's it's heaven. It's it's pretty good. It's really relaxing. You know? Okay, I'm gonna add that's all. But it's really warm there. too, because like you're, I don't know. Well, yeah, you have got heat on you, trapped yeah. in heat, trapped, but like a good trapped, like a good, trapped. like a safe trapped. Yeah. Wait a blanket. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So you got your notebook. You're looking for something to talk about, or you just. Uh, no, that was really one of the, the one thing I, w- I was, I was like, oh, I want to talk to you. You want to talk about death? Yeah, I want to talk about, yeah. Okay, well then I'll address something I, I've been thinking about a lot lately. You do a lot of writing. Sure. I do a lot of writing. Okay. Uh, what do you do when you hit writer's block? Like, how do you get out of that? Um, I usually throw myself into existential dread and just write about that for a little bit and that comes back. Okay. Well, that's good because I feel sort of constant existential dread. Uh, <laughs> it's always there. You can always just, just refer sort of back into to that, yeah. that <laughs> horrifying like oh, chasm what is of, the meaning of, of life? I don't know. And then you just write that for like, like life has no meaning. Okay. And then just like go okay. on. Not, yeah. This is a really happy episode so far. Death. <laughs> Death life is meaningless. Well, we got we got some huggy blankets in there. <laughs> See, it's not sprinkled all in with like happy things, like oh, cozy. That's cozy the new podcast fun. format. Is we talk about really depressing things, so we sprinkle in a little bit of joy. <laughs> yeah, just just enough so you don't feel super upset. It's like those uh, those chocolate um, boxes of chocolate, where most of them are filled with like coconut and toothpaste and taste. I was horrible. gonna say toothpaste, yeah. But then a few of them are Have, like, like nougat and like caramel, nougat stuff. and caramel, or like dark chocolate. It's like oh yeah, coconut. I'm sure it's good, but every time every, the only tastes I've had of coconut have been inside chocolates, and I always felt so betrayed when I've been into it. Because <laughs> like you know you're excited. coconut betrayed. Well, it's just a weird texture and like it's stringy and and I don't know. It's just always made me sad. <laughs> so I've sort of I associate it with sadness now. So the other tactic I use when I'm writing and I don't really know what to write about is I write about the weather. And so sometimes I'll hold off on the weather. Like, even if the weather's doing something kind of cool, mm-hmm. I'll be like, okay, great, this is cool, but, like... Because it's also part of my, like, naturalistic sort of observation thing. Like, where am I? What's the weather right now? What's the watershed that I'm in? Mm-hmm. What's the, you know, ecosystem? Yeah. How How is this tree? To, like, that sort of format, which I've sort of learned on when I was in California and sort of examining different ecosystems. But I think it's really important to practice where you are also. Right. Sort of mindfulness, sort of being in the present. Yeah. So weather is somewhat of a big part of that. And sometimes I forget to write about the weather, but I think it's really kind of cool to like look back and see, Oh, like this time last year, I've never thought about that negative five, but I'll write about that when I can't really think of anything else to write Mm -hmm. about and try to make the transition at least a little bit seamless. But sometimes it's like, I'm just gonna have to like, you know, the weather today, and and usually by the time I'm done describing the weather, I've you've opened the floodgates. I've moved on to something else. I because I, I've probably talked about this on the podcast before, but I've been writing this book for a few years now. Like, when did I start? 2012. So this is year seven. Yeah, of writing this book, and it's like the story's done. I, uh-huh. I finished the first draft two She's years, three polishing. years ago now, yeah. and I finished the second draft a couple months later. So. I, it, the, sort of the joy of writing a story that's right. not sort of it anymore I'm, I'm adding a couple scenes but they're not like huge story moments they're just like you know a, din- a scene where they're eating dinner to sort of build the relationships from characters or or adding a paragraph where they see some boats so I don't have to describe the boats later or it wouldn't make sense mm-hmm. and it's just hard to get sort of motivated to like oh yeah I'm gonna write this 
same thing I've been working on for seven years now. Yeah. And it's it's because I want to be done. I'm, I'm really excited to sort of share this story with the world. I'm going to try to get it published is the goal. Yeah. Whether that happens or not, I don't know. But it's just sort of hard to sort of sit down and be like, yes, writing this now. I think that's why I like to do short things. All right, because you, you do more short stuff in, or like, in poetry, right? Or things that I can glance over the entire thing in mm-hmm. one look. Like a poem, I can just like, you know, look it up and be like, okay, here, like, read it through entirely in yes. one shot and then be like, ah, oh, I don't like that word, this thing, and change. Where also my journaling, I don't really, like, that's one thing I really do want to do is go back and find stories in my journal and actually polish them, like get them to a, a more like uh, publishable state. Maybe right. not publishable is the but, right but word, but like polish them, you know? Presentable. Presentable, sure. And tell some of the, like I was talking about the last episode, tell some of those stories mm-hmm. and like listening to a lot of storytelling podcasts for a while and like, wow, I think I actually have some stories I want to tell eventually and like, I've written a lot of those down, so why not? Like, I have the source material. Let's go back and look at that. And then, yeah. And, but I think a lot of that is like keeping that original feel, that that intimate journal style mm-hmm. of like, this is how I felt in the moment, and this is how I want to tell that story. So, I don't. There's not a whole lot of editing. It might be like, you know, uh, lifting up some adjectives and yeah. like doing some little things like but that. The, the vibe not. has to sit the same, so you can't. Because that, that, that's the vibe I'm trying to go for. Right. I, I'm not trying to, like, turn it into something different and, like, tell the story a completely different way because the story's already happened. It's already down, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that's where that is. But, yeah, reading over a poem and doing that is kind of, yeah. When you sit down to write a poem, because this is sort of what I'm thinking. Like, I usually I'm, don't. <laughs> okay. I'm usually not sitting down when I'm writing. I'm usually in the most inconvenient place possible. When you know what like, I mean. When I'm driving... And I'm like, oh, that's a good poem right there. Oh, gosh. Pull darn. over on the highway. And right. And then I have my three Officer, boxes. officer, I'm writing a poem. No, right, right down. Oh, or, my, my bad, sir. Or I, I think good I said day. this in another podcast, but I was like literally like about to like sit down to watch a movie with a friend or like halfway through a movie with a friend, like all like nestled and like set, like the laptop is literally on my lap and I'm like, oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I just got. Like, <laughs> it was really annoying because my like my notebook was like in my backpack. So you had to like, get up, and, like, get up, like get the backpack, and it's like ten o'clock. When at night, inspiration strikes, like, though, you gotta. Like, I I'm sorry. I I'm gonna forget this if I if I watch right, and this, this movie and I have to write this down. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it's, it's just gonna happen. And they were totally understanding about it, but it was like, it never happens at a convenient time. So I'm never like sitting down like, well today I'm going to write a poem right now. It's like, so it just doesn't happen. So do you have? you ever go about writing a poem and like do you is it sort of you just write what you're thinking do you ever like do you sit down not sit down I'm, yeah. it's sort of hard to find the right words for this do you look at a piece of paper and say I'm going to write a poem about this or is it sort of it comes to you and you just write and the poem becomes something because what I'm stuck with right now is I'm, I'm writing a scene that's going to be this scene I know what, what the scene is about but I have to write it so versus usually, it's just organically happening you know what I mean yeah <laughs> it's funny I wrote on my to-do list while I'm home for break is write poems <laughs> Which is kind of ironic because it's like you can't quite do that. Right. You can't quite put like it's not something I can just do. Today, yeah, like oh okay, I'll you know right. do the laundry Check. and like you know write a poem. But it gets my mind to at least be like oh okay, I should be on the lookout for something for something. For something. I I should be thinking in that sort of way. So what'll happen is I'm in that sort of mindset. I'm like hmm, I feel rather poetic today, or like I'm picturing you with like a long wig and like a fancy beret on when you're saying that. 
long wig and a I don't know, just like like the old style like artists, which artists. comes from which I find comes from like other confidence elsewhere in my life. Mm-hmm. Right? If I'm just sitting on the couch eating potato chips, I don't really feel like doing anything else. But if I feel confident because the clothes I wear, like I went for a run today, or like you know, if if I have like if I'm fluid in the rest of my life, right. I can feel a little more. My mind is working elsewhere to write a poem, also, you know. And what'll happen is I'll like think a thought or like think a sentence or like a. This might be really like uh, selfish to say, or like not selfish, but like braggadocious to I say. Think it's okay to be braggadocious. But I'll be like, wow, I really like the way that I said that. I, that's, that's kind of good it's just all no but it's like, like wow. I sit down and I watch stuff that I, I shot and sometimes it's like holy, holy I had a crap, good idea today really <laughs> or like wow that was really a good way to say that let me write that down and then mm-hmm. usually in the process of that it'll continue on or like it'll I'll come up with more good things to say I don't know it's just hard to I like, think that's valid I don't but it's kind of it's kind, I don't think that really helps to be like wow I like the way I put together those words let me put more of them on that. Like, well, that doesn't really... No, it doesn't. But, I mean, it's... You, when you have those moments where you're like, oh, that's good. Like, it, it's sort of confidence boosting. Like, oh, yeah, I am good at this. Right. Like, I made this film, and I'll, I'll show you the beginning of it sometime, because it's, it's just this sort of... Mm-hmm. It's a sequence of someone getting fencing clothes on. Yeah. And it, they're doing it in front of this starry background with, like... You talked about this in the lab. I did. But, like, I watched it, and, like, oh, my God, I'm actually a good filmmaker. <laughs> Like that's oh really well done. God, I did something I know right what I'm doing. Yeah, and no, it's good to know that you know what you're doing. And that doesn't mean the next time I go to sit down, well, I don't sit down and make a film. But next time I like go to make a right? film, I'm gonna be you know instantly good at it again. It's it's hard and it's hard work. You know, is the lighting right? Is is am I using the right lens? You know, is the framing what I want? Yeah, it's still a process. Writing is still a process, but you know you can do it mm-hmm. when you have moments like that. And I right. think revisiting those and remembering oh yeah that's right i am talented when i do this i think it's really hard to look at other people's work too and be like oh i can never be as good as that and like sometimes i read poetry for inspiration and Mm -hmm. other times it's like i read poetry and i'm like nah can't can't ever be that (laughs) like that's that's just not me but then i have to remind myself like nah it's like get that like 2d fruity out of your head and just like do it it. like it's not that it's not that hard just the nice thing about art is it's so subjective and like yeah you can make bad things that are make, actually good things that's i mean that's yes but that's not what i was <laughs> what i was going for like you can make art what you want to make it and you you right. can twist it into whatever it needs to be to be you and to be what you want yeah and it does take work but but you can do it sometimes there is a difference though between like so i'm trying to eventually make this this anthology or this chapbook mm-hmm. or this like this sort of collection of my poems. Yeah, you, you mentioned this. And Maybe not on the podcast, but... Yeah, also, do you know how to format... Uh, <laughs> this is a separate question. In general, do I know how to format? Because, yeah, but that's, like, the vaguest question <laughs> you could possibly ask. There's a thousand different ways to, to print format. something out, like, uh, double-sided, but in a way that you can fold it and then it not be upside down on the other side. You could probably Google it. <laughs> yeah, I tried. <laughs> I'm sure there's a way. I, I, I think I need a fancy printer. Anyways, maybe at school there's a printer like that. Yeah, I tried. And then you go to like Kinkos or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they do that sort of thing. Go but like Kinkos is the place people go when they need to print. You know. Um, and what was the point of that? Oh, and I'm putting them together, right? And I'm I'm like deciding which ones I want to put mm-hmm. into this this anthology. And sometimes I'm like, wow, is that poem good to me because I know what it's about and I feel that 
way and I have that thing about right. it? Or is it good to other people to for whatever reason? Can they can they relate to it or am I the only one that can like see the inside of it? You know what I'm saying? So it's an easy way to figure that out. I know. Share it. Yeah. Which But that's scary. This is definitely it's scary. And sometimes it's like oh, really shoot, I gotta change that name before I before I share that poem. Yeah. Uh I don't, I'm sure you remember this. I made a film last year. Uh about anxiety taking the form of an ex-girlfriend. Oh, uh, right. And I used her name. Yeah, why'd you do that? Well, it was a school project and I wasn't thinking. Yeah. Uh, it, it was it was dumb. But This one time I was printing out my poems just for myself and I didn't change the names because I was just going to you know, right, take my... And that's, that's sort of how I viewed the film. But, and, well, yeah, but then you shared it with everybody. I'm not perfect. And, like and I said, the no, printer, I sent perfect. it to you. Oh, no. It didn't go to that printer oh no i was like oh oh no, no. <laughs> i could have sent it to any printer on the campus right now luckily there's only like five printers i could have sent it to it's not like a big university where there's like hundreds of printers but it's like oh shoot all right well i guess i'm gonna put my coat on and go for a little scavenger hunt <laughs> like, did you find it well no i ended up doing the like print to word document like one of the other options for a printer instead of like oh yeah print to pdf or print to like mm-hmm you know, change file format, yeah. something like that. And I was like, whew, okay, great, cool. <laughs> I didn't just, like, accidentally, you know. Send it to that person's personal printer? No, no. Nobody, nobody has a personal I printer. I had a printer in my room my freshman year. I guess there is... My roommate had a printer, There's people which that was have awesome because I could printers. just, you know, if I needed a printer, just walk over and plug my laptop in. And I criticize them for their choice because I don't really see the point. Well, I don't, you know, at this point, I, I have to walk you know, two minutes to get to the printer. For it's my, free my to print. Well, yeah. It's not free to print it, Denison. It's like... But we get we get in a lot of... Like, we get in a, exactly. Yeah. And then I end up <laughs> printing my poetry anthology and it's like... Well, I mean... Ah, I, shoot. I printed maybe four things for my actual class. I know, this right? Because most so everything... I'll go just... and I'll print stuff. You know, I can print a hundred some pages Use you know, school's paying for it, basically. Right, yeah, yeah. So, and you just share everything else so it's yeah. like totally fine. But, um, yeah... I don't see why they have a printer. I don't know. It's just weird. So school can pay. Like, well, my roommate thought it was a good idea. And it, I mean, it was nice. It's kind of convenient, I we guess. We also didn't have to leave the building to go to the printer in the building anyway. So it was kind of redonk- redonk- <laughs> redundant. Is the word I tried to say, and redonkulous came out. <laughs> redundant. Uh, so <laughs> it's redundant. So that's where my mind's at, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it's unnecessarily redundant. Yeah, redonkulous. <laughs> which is, which yeah, is unde- yeah, unnecessary. I, I, I see what you did there. Yeah, but yeah. So, I guess the lesson, or not the lesson, but sort of the the moral of the story is just write, just do it, just do it. The more you do it, it begets more writing. Right. I found when I wrote the when I finished the first draft of the book three years ago, I wrote like a hundred pages that summer because mm-hmm. I just I did it so much it just sort of flowed way easier. Yeah, it wasn't all great. You know, you have to go back and edit. No, for sure. I think it's important to realize that writing trash is, is, is important. Yeah. You know, most of the things I write is trash. Most of the things I submit from different grades. <laughs> <laughs> but then I can I can sift through that and, and, and find the good find stuff. Find the good stuff. Right. It's not like because if you just think you're gonna sit down and write good stuff, you're not you're not gonna do that. No one does. Stephen King doesn't You need to write the trash yeah. also to get to the good you know? So And that's true with poems too. There's so many poems that's like I just need to just to get this out. Well, I think part of poetry is the trash, right? Is you write sort of <laughs> the surface level. Why, thanks. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, you, you write the, the basic surface level bad stuff, so then you find the kernel of what's there, and you turn that into a, a good poem. Yeah. 
or you turn in your first drafts like I did because I didn't want to edit <laughs> in my class. But yeah, it, I do so much more editing for my own stuff than I do for <laughs> than for essays I hand in. Like this book, this is year seven, and I've been editing this draft for three years now. Yeah, I haven't edited an essay that I've turned in ever. I know I really got to do that so, better. But I so one of the one of the things I realized this semester is if I can sort of average a B B plus. <laughs> Uh, bees get degrees it's so much easier you know, i don't i don't have to impress anyone like this is bees i mean think about it b b is a good grade you're still performing like 80 percent, 80 90 percent of of you know of what it should be 80 percent of like life that's if i can master 80 percent of a skill i'm golden <laughs> i haven't mastered 80 percent of any skill except maybe rambling on podcasts but. You know, uh, you know uh, that one movie uh, about what you're talking about. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't. Yeah, it's that one. It's that one movie. I don't think it's on Netflix um, or Hulu. Um, I just got Hulu. Actually, you can definitely find it on the internet, though. It's illegally. Just... <laughs> are you? No, it's it's. Are you uh... telling our listeners they should do illegal <laughs> things? Well. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's, it's about, it's, uh, what were we talking about? Being 80% good at something? Yeah, but like, what, what's that grade again? B. Oh, right, the B movie. That's the movie I'm thinking about with, uh, with, uh, with Jerry Seinfeld. It is on Netflix. <laughs> um... I'm gonna. I usually sort of try to edit out the long silences. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that one, because that's how disappointed I am. <laughs> well, it's good. I didn't know it was on Netflix. Yeah. So now, now you can watch it and, <laughs> and bring it up every episode. Apparently. At <laughs> <sighs> yeah, this point, we should probably call DreamWorks and ask them to sponsor us, just because we talk about that movie so much. Yeah, but they're not making any money off that movie anymore. There's still people who haven't seen it. They sold the we, rights to we Netflix. We could be promoting it. You know, we could be the official podcast of the <laughs> people. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not what I want to be the peak of my life. It would be a good peak, though. No, it wouldn't. Do you think you peaked? What, what do you think you peaked? I don't think I've pe- I hope I haven't peaked. <laughs> it wasn't in high school. If anything, I peaked at camp this summer. Who do you think peaked? No, I can't go there. Uh, I certainly can think of people who did. I certainly can think of people who uh, did. I'm not gonna. Name no, them. we're not gonna be mean on the recording. Yeah, but we can secretly know that we know who we're talking about. Yeah, off air, we're gonna shit talk everyone. Yeah, which we, I mean, we that, do anyway. That doesn't make us bad people. Everyone shit talks people. Not most people just don't have a podcast where they explicitly don't shit shit talk. People. Well, we've shit talked people before. Who? I don't know. We've talked about like middle school and like shit talk lovingly some people. We didn't drop any names. I dropped a name. You did. Yeah. I'm not gonna drop it now. Those <laughs> episodes and episodes ago, whoever if they're looking, they're gonna have to dig through. I gotta go know, back and find fourteen that. previous <laughs> episodes. So they can go find it. Yeah, listen to fourteen of our episodes, please. I dare you. <laughs> please give us more views. Please, where that does. Although we've the last couple episodes have been getting like upwards of thirty views. I know. Not, which is, I don't think we've broken thirty yet. But we're one of them did. One of them got like twenty nine, maybe. So we're, That's we're getting great. That's still not breaking thirty, but I think we can do it. If I can get us on Spotify or iTunes, if I can find a way to do that, which I, you know, if you're listening to that. I don't think we're there now. You know, we did. 
But, like, that gets us an audience that maybe people will just stumble on us. And be like, oh, what's this interesting-looking podcast yeah, but with I, these well-spoken gentlemen? You just subscribed to us on YouTube, you know? Which you should. We have, like, eight subscribers, and I think I know them individually. One of them is Isaac, and one <laughs> Wait, of them is me. One, two, three, four. I, I don't... There's a, at least a couple I don't know who they are. They're probably my friends. Yeah, I know. I counted a couple of your friends in there. And plus, uh, I mean, you're subscribed, I'm subscribed. Yeah. So... And make sure you hit that little bell notification. Yeah, thing. honestly, because then you'll know that I don't have to like. I, I post on like my like Facebook, Twitter, and Snapchat whenever I upload really? an episode. I don't think anyone listens to them from there, except maybe like the people who already listen. <laughs> but I, I try to make a habit of like just right, making it, it convenient there. for people to find it. Like someone liked it, the tweet once, like a friend Aww. who hadn't listened before. So I'm that's hoping. cool. There's no any more comment comment commentary we want to go over. No. no. We've I told you to co- to copy me in those emails. And I haven't gotten any. Emails. We haven't gotten any more comments, guys. If you're enjoying the show, please tell us. Give us feedback. Give me a bean name. <laughs> name my bean. The bean that is long dead by this point. It was long dead a month ago. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, we'd love to hear from you guys. We understand you're busy, busy bees. Yeah, but we're busy enough to make a podcast. That's true. If we can make a podcast, you can drop us. You, you know, can at least comment. You can tell your friends about us. You know. Tweet a little, little tweet out. Be like, hey, listen to this, this I don't podcast. Have yeah, but like some of the listeners do, I'm sure. If if you do, just you know, I I think I think you'd be happier if you shared this podcast with friends. I th- I think you'd have something to talk about with people. Make sure you hit us up on our Patreon too. Yeah, uh, Patreon.com/slash. We don't have one yet. <laughs> but if you just want to like send us money, like if you if you see one of us in real life, just. Give me a $5 bill. I'm pretty happy. You can take it, too. Yeah. <laughs> we already made this joke. Yeah. We, we're revisiting. We're recycling. Yeah. It's important to recycle. Planet is, is dying. That's why we need bees. Yeah, I like think Jerry about that sometimes, and it really, really just, it, it's really sad. It is really sad. I I sort of have to repress that, or else I'm going to, like, go into deep existential dread, but maybe that's what I need to write. Well, it goes under the, like, it goes under the, like, uh, you can't do anything until you have do everything type of logical fallacy mm-hmm. where it's like well we haven't solved the problem yet so what's like it know, is solvable though that's the thing I th- if everybody tried warming real climate hard, change if, like, if it's, everybody it's thought about reversible. it reversible just the people who are in power to do something don't do if everybody thought about it in their brain enough but didn't actually do anything about it we'd, we'd be somewhere we'd be where we are now <laughs> no. we need we need people <laughs> who have the power to do things to actually do it instead of bowing to big corporations you know what i was thinking about earlier today straws is this our last point of the episode? Because we're at 50 minutes. Plastic straws. What's your take on them? Real bad? They're, they're so bad. They're, they're so bad. a one-use plastic product that literally goes in my mouth so that I can drink out of a... I got a straw for Christmas, a metal straw. That's great. The, the um, high school science club was selling like wooden utensils, which I don't See? think no. is the best idea. Well, that's... I'm no, more so you don't use... utensils better. Uh, well... I'm worried I'm going to break the wooden ones. But, and also metal, okay, metal straws and like a little uh, cleaner thing. Yeah, so be, so when you go to a restaurant, you ask about a store because it's a one-use plastic product that literally goes into my mouth, so and, I can and then goes in the trash. Not really drink this a, liquid any somewhere. easier than I could otherwise. Just use your drink. I know. I hate trying to like put a straw in my mouth and then I, and then like for like with a milkshake, it's convenient to have a straw or like a smoothie or something. Fair but enough. But you can use a reusable straw. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna if I go to a restaurant to get a cup of water. I'm not gonna you know why use a straw when you also can just sucking use on a milkshake is like really hard to do. Just. Do it with a spoon, you know what I'm saying? But then you're just eating ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I'm not abashed about my ice cream eating deal. <laughs> like, yeah, this is what it's for. 
so listeners, go out there and get some reusable straw. There was this um, coffee shop in the Adirondacks, uh, in Inlet, New York, uh, that like sold Adirondack straws. Adirondack straws. Which was pretty cool. I want to go back to the Adirondacks. I miss them. Back to the Dax. Back to the Dax. Throwback sweet quinceanera. <laughs> Do you remember your quinceanera? Let us know in the comments down below. <laughs> yeah, please tell us about your quinceanera or your sweet 16 or being the dancing queen, whatever you want to tell us. <laughs> hit us up in those comments down below. Like, comment, subscribe. Make sure you hit that bell. <laughs> subscribe. And see you next week. Stay fresh, kids. Stay, stay fresh. Fresh, kids. <laughs> yep.